We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the pack a day podcast friends the thursday edition i am your host guest host paul brettle joined once as always by the fantastic mark eckel i am pinch hitting for jason perone this week. I know he's heading up to Lambeau Field. Make I don't know if he's on the journey yet, but heading up there this weekend to watch the Packers take on the Saints. Uh, but Mark, how the heck are you doing? I'm great, Paul. And you're you're not a guest. You're always you're still part of the team here. Right? I appreciate that. You're part you, great we, to hear. We, I, I always we, enjoy this opportunity to come back on and we miss you. Now, though, now you're part of the Pack a Day team now too. You're you're working with Andy on what Tuesdays? Yeah, every Tuesday, or I guess it comes out on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday show hopping on and kind of recapping what we saw the week or the few days before, and then honestly, just a variety of topics, whatever's on our minds that week. It's been a lot of fun. But for today's episode, Mark and I are here to discuss the Packers defense, which has been top of conversation for just about everyone coming off that Falcons game, and they'll be going up against, as already mentioned, the New Orleans Saints and their offense. So. Mark, Packers defense, the run defense specifically, man, they just got ripped apart by Bijan Robinson, the Atlanta Falcons run game, 124 yards for Bijan, six and a half yards per carry. Just a, a really tough performance for a part of this football team that 
you know, everyone was hoping would be better this year and still can be. It's very early on, but a, a tough performance against the Atlanta Falcons. And now as we turn our focus this week to the New Orleans Saints, honestly, it's a good place to start the Packers run defense against the Saints offense. So what are your early thoughts on that matchup? Well, it's a total, the, the Saints offense is not Atlanta's offense in any way. I mean, listen, I, when, when, when we were getting ready for the show, I, I told you my thoughts on, on being John Robinson. I think, I think he's the best back in the league already. And after two games, he's that good. I mean, he's a lot of guys come out of college and and they don't live up to, up to what people think they're going to be at least, especially like right away. No, he's thank. I'll, I'll say, thank God Atlanta took him at number eight because if he fell to the Eagles, at number, if the Eagles had him, they may never lose a game. I mean, like, like, <laughs> we, like they, they might go like 51 in a row or something. <laughs> Imagine that offense with him in it, like whatever, with everything else they, they, they have. So, you know, where Atlanta took him because whew. no, he's, he's a real deal in every aspect. And I know Packer fans are upset. And they, well, I was up everybody's up, you know, whenever you lose, you're upset, but I keep telling people when we look back at this game at the end of the year, it's not going to be that terrible of a loss. I mean, the loss is a loss, and the way they lost it, be, it being up twelve points. But B. John Robinson's going to gain a lot of yards against a lot of teams this season and forever next forever many seasons. So um, the Saints don't have B. John Robinson. They also don't have Jamal Williams or Alvin Kamara this week. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect the Saints. And was it Tony Jones as their running back? Mm-hmm. I don't expect Tony Jones to do what B. John Robinson did. Now. I think you're, you, you know, the Saints will still try to run the ball, um, but I don't think they'll have the success that Atlanta did. And again, the Packers, as good as Robinson is and, and was last Sunday, Packers do have to shore up some things. Um, the main culprits, it sounded like, I mean, from watching it and then reading, the, you know, Andy's re- review on it and other people that, you know, break the film down, um, it wasn't the defensive linemen as much as it was the edge, the edge, mm-hmm. Preston Smith did, did not have a good game. Um, it looks like, you know, Kingsley and, and Gabari is, is a pass rusher. He's not an edge setter. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. I think a lot of the Packers, now Preston Smith should be better against the run, but I think the rest of these guys, Hollins and they're pass rushers. Um, they're not run stoppers. Now, Van Ness getting hurt didn't help either because I think he is a better run stopper than some of those. He's big enough. He, you know, he should be. Now, he's back. He's healthy again, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he should be back back out there. That that will help the run defense a little bit as well, I think. I'm wondering if, if they might not dress um, Cox this week, maybe over Hollins or somebody. He was pretty good against the run in college. He I think he had like a, a, a ridiculous amount of tackles for, for loss when he was mm-hmm. a guard. So that, that might be interesting to see. Yeah, and, and I guess speaking of potential practice squad elevations, I mean Jonathan Ford just as an additional big body to have in the middle because at least rewatching the the same. Yep, that's right. They did put him on the practice squad. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, to bring him up. Yep. If you're right, he you know. Although, like I said, I don't think the defensive line was as much a problem as the edge. But yeah, before it is a big body. He that's. Mm-hmm. If he has the strength, that's it's it's definitely stopping the run. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that, like you said, that's his bread and butter. And if he was on this 53-man roster, he'd basically be a second, you know, nose tackle option to TJ Slayton. And it's just something to give them some additional depth because, I mean, like you said, you just went through the edge rusher position and, you know, defending the run, although it gets overlooked at that spot, is an important aspect of it. You know, I think back to Brian Gutekunst this offseason when talking about just the defensive front in general mentioned that we got a lot of pass rush options, and they absolutely do. but Who's going to step up against the run? We know Kenny Clark can play it. You know, TJ Slayton's more of a run defender than a pass rusher. You know, Brooks and Wooden, I think, you know, given that they're day three rookies, I think that they're overall holding their own quite well and have this summer, but there's still that learning curve that they're that they're navigating. And I think in talking about potentially elevating Jonathan Ford, and again, he's not someone who's going to come in. I'm talking about playing 20, 25 snaps, but you know, maybe just an extra body in there to, you know, give a little extra break to some of the guys who are needed, or you know, maybe if it's not as much as a, or if it's more of a run, run stuff and down, you know, he's the kind of guy who could fit in there. But like you said, the the Saints are going to be without Jamal Williams, who has a hamstring injury, and of course Alvin Kamara is going to be out as well. And you know, the rewatching the Saints uh, Panthers game, they like to run between the tackles, and I know Andy tweeted this out. Uh, earlier on Wednesday, but you know when the Packers are in their two uh, defensive tackle fronts, when they're in their nickel, like they're potentially going to be susceptible to that. And speaking of the Saints' running game, they love to put Taysom Hill in shotgun and either run a read option or just a quarterback draw, where he's just heading straight up the middle. And somehow, like you, you know what's coming, but they manage to still pick up four, five, six, seven yards on those type of plays. So. Uh, Packers are absolutely going to have to be ready for that element, of course. And, uh, you know, they, they've put on tape, you know, that that's still an issue for them. So, of course, defenses are going to attack that. Um, and also just what I want to point back to last week, too. Like, yeah, B. John Robinson had a heck of a day and credit to him because it's not as if the Packers were just out of position or there were these massive running lanes. Like, yeah, that happened at times, but there were plenty of times, too, where the defenders were in the area to, to at least make plays on him, but they were just unable to. Um, so again, it's, it's, you know, Jerry Montgomery talked about this. It's all 11 defenders, not just the interior guys. It's the edge rushers, it's the linebackers, corners, safeties all have to be in on that run game. If they're going to be better in that area. And if you can do that, and we've seen the, the opposite effect of this on the Packers offense, because of their struggles in the run game. And Jordan Love talked about this after Sunday's game. But when you can slow the opponent on early downs, put them in predictable passing situations as a defense, that gives you the upper hand. You know, you're now able to, defensive fronts able to pin their ears back. As a defense, you're able to get into the favorable matchups, play calls that you want to be calling. And you're the one doing the dictating now, rather than the other way around when it's second and short, third and two, you know, the, uh, as we all know, the pass game builds off the run game, opens up the playbook, pass catching opportunities for the, the offense. So this is going to be a huge part of the game, as you know, and it is each week. But if the Packers are going to find success. Of course, they got to be better against the run. Yeah, they do. And but here's my thing, and I learned this from from Jim Johnson, the the, the Eagles' old defensive coordinator, who I covered for a long time and got to be pretty close with. He never cared about he. I mean, he didn't want to get overrun. He he never cared about he didn't. That was the least of his worries, stopping the run, because he said, you know, teams want to run, let them run. 
I'm not gonna. That's not how you. That's not how you win in the NFC. And Atlanta, Atlanta didn't win that game. I mean, Bijan was great, and they they did some things running. But if you looked at how they scored, it was a touchdown pass to to, mm-hmm. to London. It was a the the, the Ritter run on fourth and that was a that was a gigantic play. Mm-hmm. Fourth and four. If Rashawn Gary does his job and doesn't fall for the fake, Ritter goes nowhere. They don't score. The Packers get the ball. They probably win the game. Mm-hmm. And then the other big play was that long pass to Mac Hollins that Darnell Savage kind of missed time. I don't know what I'm not sure what happened there. I know Hollins is a lot bigger than Savage, so that was kind of a tough matchup there. But um, so as much as Atlanta getting back to, to you know the Packers defense, as bad as they were against a run, there was other things that that allowed that messed up too. Like I said, the the the, the bootleg, the the Ritter play, the long pass, the touchdown pass. You know, Jair Alexander. You know, listen. Uh, he's one of the best corners in football. I, I've said that for a while now, but last week he was not. He just did not, for whatever reason, surprisingly, did not have it. I think. I think after he he dropped the picks, what would have been a pick six, and might have gotten his head a little bit. I don't. I don't know because I've never seen him play as poorly as he played last week, and and that was a big factor. Like you know, London beat him on the touchdown. He had the pick six. He didn't do much at all in run support. I mean, corners got to run support too a little bit. Um, he just had an off game. I expect him to bounce back this week. Um, now, that'll segue into, to me, the Saints' biggest weapon right now is a guy that we all love in last yeah. week's left, and that's Chris Olave. Uh-huh. He's already got 14 catches in two games for him. He's uh, close to 200 yards in in two games. Um, well, they will now. He 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 operates a lot out of the slot. Mm-hmm. I don't want Keyshawn Nixon trying to cover him. Will they? Will, will, will Joe Barry allow Jair to, to to move around a little bit? Do you think? I mean, that's a great question. We've seen Jair moving around more, similarly what they did at the end of last season. But I think there's also the important distinction that Jair moving around, he's following the top receiver to the side of the field that they're on. But if that player is motioning, it's not as if Jair's traveling with them. You know, he's. They had the left side one play, the right side the next out of the huddle. He's going there, but he's not motioning with them. And I think that's a that's a good question to ask in terms of if they're going to move Jair into the slot. And honestly, uh, I'm I'm not sure what to expect. I don't know. There's no signs that have you know uh, come out you know through the. It's again, it's only been two games to show us that they would take that approach. I guess if you're hoping that that would be the case, you know, throughout training camp we saw it into week one you know more movement along the interior defensive line we saw several linebacker blitzes uh in week two against atlanta you know throughout training camp there's been more uh of the cornerbacks challenging the receivers at the line of scrimmage and i say all that to make the point of there's this Packers defense under Barry, there's at least changes, adjustments coming to maybe point to that they would move Jair into the slot to guard Chris Olave. Well, I mean, that's that's right. going with that. The first two games he has, I mean, it wasn't in the slot, but he, for the most part against the Bears, he matched up with more. I mean, not every snap. I mean, and, and nobody does it every snap because he's like, like you said, guys move stuff. But he was, for the most part, covered more. And I think for against the Falcons, for the most part, he covered London last week. So, I think you got to put him on a lot. I mean, like I said, nothing against Keyshawn Nixon, but I don't want my third best cover guy on their best receiver. That's just that's the matchup the Saints will love to have. Mm-hmm. 
So in that in that instance, does that mean that you're playing Harrington Valentine and just kind of assuming that Olave is going to yeah. take most of his snaps from the slot? Jair goes in there, and then you got Valentine and Douglas yeah. on the boundary. Yeah, because Douglas can handle Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. and I don't even know who the Saints other receivers. I don't think anything special. But their third guy is. Uh, I think it's Jennings, right? The, yeah. the the deep threat, yeah. Right. So Valentine can run, so he can run mm-hmm. with. That's what I would do, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it'll be. It's a good point. It'll be interesting to see how they go about that. And, uh, you know, speaking of the pack, I just want to bounce back to the defensive front because we were talking about their need to be better against the run. But this is a Saints offensive line that's been very susceptible in pass protection. Yes. That was okay. Uh, I was, that was that's yes. They've allowed eight sacks <laughs> in two games. Derek, mm-hmm. this Derek Carr. Now, I've, I've never been. A, he can throw, and there's no doubt. I've, I've never been a huge fan. Um, he, he's not very mobile. Fields is, you know, he's a great runner. That's what he is. He's a great running quarterback. Um, Ritter showed me more mobility than I thought he had. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he but the car is not going to do anything close to what those two guys did. He's going to be. He's a. He's your classic pocket passer, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, you know, he, he's been, like I said, he's been sacked eight times in two games. That's, that's a lot of sacks already. Uh, I expect the Packers pass rush. Like we talked about, they have pass rushers, uh, whether it's Gary Smith, Clark up front, the two kids have some pass rush, uh, Brooks and, and, and Wood, mm-hmm. um, Van Ness, um, and Gabari, um, all of them. I mean, Quay Walker has been coming sometimes. Quay Walker, by the way, has, has off as the defense was last week, Quay Walker. Quay Walker had a magnificent. I thought he was. He, he was all over the place. There are several of those. He dropped a pick, a pick too, but did. he's a linebacker. He's not. You know, it's... Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game Six in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them. Clicked purchase. And of course, they were gone. Goodbye, Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy-to-find tickets to last-minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, 
Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. There were several of those Bijan runs that would have been a lot oh, bigger yeah. if it wasn't for Quay Walker. He really came in. I mean, he's, I think he's going to, I think he's showing that he's going to be a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it, again, I keep going back to stopping the run. You got to eat your vegetables on the early downs to put them in passing situations. But if the Packers can do that against the Saints offensive line, they're absolutely going to have the opportunity to get after Derek Carr. And not only sacks, but I mean, throughout his career, he's someone who's shown that, you know, We'll throw some interceptions yes, your way as well, as long as the Packers are going to be able to to capitalize on them. Uh, to combat the – maybe it's more of their offensive style or you know adapting to what the offensive line struggles have been, but he does tend to get the ball out a little bit quickly in terms of average time to throw compared to uh, other quarterbacks around the NFL. So, again, just something to keep our eyes on. But the opportunity to get after him is absolutely going to be there, again, as long as they can get those early down stops and put the Saints in those – situations where they feel like they have to pass the football and they, and, and they like to throw anyway i think i mean mm-hmm. that's why they went and got Derek Carr. i mean they want to throw the ball around a little bit um a lot of it was their first round pick last year so they're going to want to throw it and you know i think that fits in i again we'll see it's only two games but i, I think the packers defense is more geared to get after a, a pocket passing quarterback and the second, I, I like, I still like the secondary. I do. I like, I mean, Jair coming, like I said, coming off of, you know, a poor game for, for him, but um, he's, he, he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to have, a, I'm not, I think he's going to have a big game this week. Razul's been steady as can be uh, since, since he's gotten here. And he, and I thought he played fine the first two games. He's very good mm-hmm. against Bears. Um, Savage has played better. I think, you know, that he, he got that wake up call late last year and he's been a better player since um and like you said nixon well nixon valentine whoever else is out there i'll take my chances i, I don't think the saints passing game is that you know mm-hmm. I, I love Olave. that's why i, I gotta put jair on him to try to neutralize him a little bit um but other than that i mean is, is jimmy graham playing a tight end for him <laughs> yes yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna lose sleep over jimmy graham anymore mm-hmm. so but like I, I like what you said about their offensive line not playing, you know, giving up eight sacks. This was supposed to I mean, they had some name play. They had a lot of high draft picks on that mm-hmm. offensive line. You know, uh Ramzak and the, the kid Wisconsin kid, right? Yep. Yeah. Trevor know, Penning was a first yeah. round pick, I think. Yes. Um the the center was a high second round pick. Yep. Boy, he went run I think he went one pick either went one pick before or one pick after Elton Jenkins. They were like back to back, I think, in that in, in that round. Um, so I mean, they you know that's supposed to be a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're just I don't know what's going on there, but they're not 
playing well right now, or they haven't through the first two weeks against Tennessee and Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for this Packers defense, the Packers, you know, the Packers offense has done a good job of putting up points. Obviously they had, you know, minus the Quay Walker pick six, they put up 31 against the bears. I mean, putting up 24 points and only 48 plays against Atlanta, like that's really, really efficient yeah. scoring. Like they've been, uh, feels like the Packers offense has been feast or famine. Like they either go down and score or it's a really, really quick possession that they have. And, and that's I you. Say, that's you. Yep. And we saw that throughout the summer, like watching the training camp practices, like there would be a stretch of plays where boom, 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 they're just making their way down the field. And then they'd go four, five, six, where, man, even picking up a few yards felt like a a lot of work. And like you said, that goes back to an experience, but the Packers offense is going up against, and Matt Fleur talked about it on Wednesday, a really, really aggressive Saints defense. Like he's told the, the, and the Packers is like, uh, building, you know, they're talking about how those cornerbacks, those safeties, like they're going to grab on you. They're going to play aggressively. And the Saints, I believe, have six games in a row going back to last season where they haven't allowed more than 20 points in a Dang. game. I think it's 10, 10, games. 10 games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Even better from their perspective. Um, so again, yeah. points very well could be at a premium. So it's going to be important for this Packers defense to yes. you know, keep those points off the board because that Saints defense, man, they're just aggressive physical fast they're one of the best in the red zone one of the best on third downs like it's it's going to be a really good test for this young Packers offense and again on the opposite side of things uh the defense you know has to hold their own as well but you know we look back at Sunday's game again and just the the lack you know the lack of complimentary football especially in that fourth quarter like that didn't help this struggling defense out out at all either thank you Everyone coming down on the defense this past week, and yeah, they gave up what you know twenty five points, but for three quarters, everybody played well. Mm-hmm. They, they had held Atlanta to twelve points. That's pretty good. You hold up, mm-hmm. you hold Atlanta off with Bijan and Kyle Pitts and London. You know, twelve points in three quarters. I thought the defense was playing very well, and the offense they put up being up twenty four, like you said, in whatever many plays. But then the fourth quarter just all fell apart, and. Then, I'm not pointing fingers saying I blame, I blame everybody because just the Packers didn't even have to score anymore. Just a couple first downs would have been nice. Mm-hmm. You know, A.J. Dillon, pick up third and one, you know. Um, get a, a first down or two, and then even a, and then a punt, make the Falcons go. I don't, the Falcons aren't built to, like, like we said, they, they, they want to run, 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 which mm-hmm. is great. But when you're behind, I like – Make them go 85 yards mm-hmm. for for a touchdown to win, not not a field goal, you know. And um, and all the special teams fell apart a little bit. They gave him 15. The one drive they gave him 15 yards to start when Owens got called for the face mask. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to give a team like that 15 yards. Make them. That's three plays for them. Yeah. It, you know, so you're you're giving them yards that they, that yards are hard to come by sometimes. You know, and mm-hmm. you can't just hand them 15 to start it to, to start the drive. So that yeah, the fourth quarter was just a disaster. Everywhere you, you know, from the three and out, three and out, four and out. Um, like I said, the defense giving up. The defense, you know, and again, I don't. I'm not going to make it sound like I don't want to look like I'm, you know, raw raw defense. But they did keep them out of the end zone for the most part. I mean, they they held them to two. They 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 kept them the field goals. Um, they which gave the offense another chance. I mean, the offense had a chance at the end. 
there was only a minute and something to go, but they had they had the ball. They only needed a field goal. Um, and the offense, you know, the offense deserves what I'm trying to say here in a little roundabout way is um, the offense deserves as much blame for that loss. As, in my opinion, the offense deserves as much blame for the loss as the defense, because like I said, they, they just, there's a couple first downs. I'm not even asking for more points. There's a couple first downs, take some time off that clock. Give it, mm-hmm. you know, if they gave Atlanta the ball back and it was what, 24, 22, if Atlanta gets the ball with, you know, three minutes to go instead of six, and they're at their own 15. I don't know if they go that far. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they still do, but I would have taken my chances. Yeah, that's definitely one of those underrated aspects. But when you, I remember after the game, and I tweeted this out, Falcons held the ball for 13 yeah. more minutes. They ran 31 more plays. Like, that's tough to overcome for regardless of who your offense is. And so, well, the part that's because the offense, didn't run enough plays. They well, had right, the ball. Exactly. They exactly. had the ball. Yeah. And then, and you know what's funny about that, Paul, is the week prior when the Falcons played Carolina, um, I watched that game because I'm here and I get Carolina games. It was the other way around. The Falcons won. Carolina had the ball almost twice. Carolina had like 70 plays to their 49 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. which was and it was incredible that they won the game. But, but the difference in that game was – the Falcons didn't turn; had no turnovers. Carolina had three. Fred mm-hmm. Smith had threw two picks and fumbled. So they gave the they gave the Falcons the ball in pretty good field position. I think all three turnovers came on the plus side. So Falcons didn't have to go far to to. They didn't need many plays to score against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Any final thoughts? Anything we didn't cover, Mark? Um. Well, not from a, from a defensive standpoint, I think we, we covered it all. Um, like I said, my big question is, are they going to let Jair mm-hmm. follow Chris Olave around, even if he has to play in the slot? I would do it. I mean, Jair has shown that he can play slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do it. I mean, I, he's the guy in that Saints offense with, 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 with no Jamal Williams and no Al, Alvin Kamara. And I'm not taking anything away from Tony Jones. You know, he's what he is. And, I think they're getting another guy back. But again, Alave's their guy. He's the guy that I'm if I'm a, if I'm Joe Barry and and on his defensive staff, he's the guy that I'm talking about in meetings. He's the guy that when we're watching film that I'm point, uh, pointing out. He's been their best player. He mean, you know, like I said, uh, almost 200 yards in two games, 14 catches. Um he's a he's a we all knew he was going to be a great receiver and and he is and only a second year. So yeah, he stop him taking you know, a if Jair can do what what he's done to a lot of a lot of good receivers, mm-hmm. you know, take Alave out of the mix. Okay, now you know, uh, let let somebody else try to beat me. I, and I think that that that'll be a major key to, for the Packers winning this game. And um, they're finally home. I know. You know this is the the latest they've started at home since I think 2015 or something. There's a it's it's kind of a weird start to the year because they play two home games within a couple days because they turn around and have a yeah. Thursday nighter right against um, the Lions. Um, yeah, after the Lions, I believe is a Monday night in Las Vegas, right? Yep, and then the bye week. So yeah, um, I like your chances this week for a couple of reasons. One is, um, and this is something that the NFL does it to teams every year. Uh, fortunately. 
it could play into the Packers' behalf for, for Packer fans and Packers in general. But the Saints played Monday night on the road in Carolina. So they're on the road. Short week on the road again. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's 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 not an easy thing. That's just not easy. Um, traveling traveling after Monday night is never easy, and to be on the road back to back weeks traveling, I think is it's just it's it's not fair, really. I mean, that, right. that, I don't know. I, I've 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 offered to to do the NFL schedule for years. Like, <laughs> let me do it, <laughs> and I would never let something like that. Like you know, I, I'm sure a computer spits stuff out, but then you just say, <laughs> all right, we can't do that. No, Saints mm-hmm. can't. You know, they're doing the same thing kind of to Carolina this week. Carolina, now they were home at least, but they're making them play Monday night and then go all the way to Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's kind of crazy too. I mean, but anyway, that's where the that's where the team like Green Bay has to take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Lambo, um, you'll be there. Lambo will be fired up this week, right? Oh, absolutely. I have to think so. Imagine First. if they would have won last week, it really wouldn't fired up. <laughs> yeah. By means Jordan Love, obviously he's had some preseason games here, but this is his first time mm-hmm. at Lambeau in the regular season as the guy is QB1. So, yeah, sure. absolutely expect the crowd to be fired up. Because, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a fun, exciting start to the season, even with how the Falcons game ended. Yeah, because, like I said, for three quarters, they were the better team. They, they, mm-hmm. they were very good for three quarters. And it just – I guess it's the signs of a young, young team that's going to have some ups and downs. Um, and that's what happened. I mean, it's not the end. And like I said, I think Atlanta's, I, I probably think Atlanta's better than everybody else does. I, I picked them to win the South prior to the season. I still think, I think I like Arthur Smith. I love B. John Robinson. Again, I don't think they're going to Super Bowl, but I think they're, I think they're going to be a playoff team. And so this isn't, when you look back, this isn't going to be like a, oh my God, I can't believe they lost to the Falcons. It's going to be like, man, they played the Falcons pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Mark, I always appreciate our time together talking Packers football. Let the good people know what you got cooking over at Packer Report. Uh, the same. Well, this like um, throughout the rest of the season will be every game day. Uh, I won't say Sundays because they play, like you said, Thursday, Monday. So mm-hmm. I do my instant analysis right after the game. And then every Friday or every pre-game before the game. So maybe next week we'll probably run on Wednesday or Thursday. Just a, like a preview. Uh, a, a little bit of a lead in and like a little box that tells you key matchups, you know, the, the point spreads, all the, all your little facts and innuendos about the game. Very cool. You can find my work over at Packers Wire. Uh, hit me up, follow my YouTube channel, just my name, Paul Brettel, and follow me on Twitter at Paul underscore Brettel. We're talking Packers all the time. I appreciate you guys tuning in to this edition of the Packaday podcast. We'll be back every day of the week like we always are. Mark, it was great talking to you again. Everyone else, take care. Stay safe. And as always, go Pack Go!
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.